everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. I've honestly re-recorded that little statement so many times. I still have my cold, and every time I like go to record, I'm like, oh gosh, wait, I sound, I sound really sick, or I sound like I can do that better. Anyways, it's never perfection. That's not what we're striving for. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful day, and if not, I hope you're going to make it a great day. I feel like spring is here. It's like right around the corner, even though it is pouring down rain outside right now where I am at. Um, I sense it. I just like feel it in the energy. I feel it in the air. Um, we had a glimpse of a spring evening last night. We went on a walk. It was just wonderful. So I feel like my gears shift. I love winter. I grew up snow ski racing. So like being in the mountains is such a joy for me. But in these last few years, it just hasn't really been feasible for us. So anyways, I am just so excited for spring and summer and excited now because Caden is in like that exploratory adventurous stage. And so while it's hard to manage with working from home, it also is so fun to see like his world come to life, if that makes sense. So Anyways, I just feel like energies are shifting and I'm here for it. And if you guys follow me on Instagram and I'm sure saw the title of this podcast, we are pregnant with our next little one. It's so strange. I'm not like, I still am not sure if I like, if it's, it's not my second pregnancy, right? Like it's my third pregnancy. I don't know if I say baby number two or baby number three. Like it's just, anyways, if you have ever experienced miscarriage or loss it's like I will never forget our storm but it like we are just basking in the beauty and the joy of where we are right now but prior to me jumping into this episode because it will be on just my first trimester experience I do want to completely put out a trigger warning um let so many of you know that I'm praying for you. I feel like when there are announcements, when you see the posts on social media, when you see the videos, the reels, the TikToks, it can be very triggering. Um, If you are somebody going through infertility or you're going through your own grief from a miscarriage or just struggles with starting a family or having that next kiddo or whatever it may be, sometimes announcements like this or what you see on social media, they're triggering and they're hard and you can, you know, feel happy for somebody else, but you could also feel really sad for yourself. And I know for me, during our experience with loss, um, those first few pregnancy announcements or pregnancy updates that I saw from people, they were really hard. Like, actually led to some of the biggest fights Casey and I have ever had just because I was struggling with processing my emotions. I was happy, but also feeling extreme sadness. And 
I don't know if it was depression or just layers of uncertainty and questioning everything. And him and I were processing things differently, which caused a strain on our marriage. So just know that while some of you guys might be so excited for us, we are so thankful for you being here on our journey. But I understand that this also can put like place its own pressures on you. Um, and again, not pressures to get pregnant, right? It's just those pressures of like feeling those emotions and trying to be happy for somebody else while maybe you are feeling other emotions. So please know that I understand and I can relate, but your journey is your journey and you are entitled to every single one of those emotions. So if you need to turn this episode off, I respect that and I totally understand. I'll be praying for you that you can turn this episode back on one day when you are done with that first trimester of that sweet rainbow baby or of that story that you are trying to work so hard to watch unfold. So for any of you guys going through that, please know Casey and I continue to pray for you. We hold on to our joys, but um, never with um, unknowingly knowing the struggles of others, if that makes sense. Um, So anyways, uh, thank you for being here. And with further ado, I'm going to jump on in. Um, This podcast is coming from a place of joy and excitement and all of the above. And so um, that is what we are choosing. Full disclosure, first trimester was rough on every level. Uh, Whether it was morning sickness, whether it was all day sickness, whether it was processing, you know, being pregnant again, um, so many things. Even though this was not our pregnancy right after a loss, I still did not take bump photos. (laughs) I took one photo at four weeks and then I did not take another photo until 13 and a half weeks. That was just where my mind was at. Um, Never did I lean into fear, which is wonderful. I did not have those moments of um, fear like I did with Caden, but I just, I I don't know. I feel like a little bit of the joy of pregnancy has been stripped, unfortunately, due to our uh, late miscarriage the first time around. So again, that's our story. That's what happened here. But we did hold on to joy and excitement. And I did process things week by week. And um, I have those notes for you guys. But I really wanted to get this podcast down and recorded right away. So I'm 15 weeks right now because I feel like so many of us who are in that first trimester or maybe right out of it, you're alone in that, right? So uh, you are going through it alone. You typically, I feel like everybody's different, but some people um, tell family and friends. Some people wait to tell in general, like Casey and I, the first time around, or like with Kaden, the first time we actually made it through a first trimester, we did not tell anybody until 13 weeks. So we chose to uh, keep it between us and then we felt comfortable sharing. Whereas this time around uh, and with our very first pregnancy, We told people relatively soon. However, we did not announce on social media until obviously as of late. I just announced last week. So like 14 and a half weeks. So I feel like what ends up happening is so many of us reflect back on our first trimester in one day, right? So we're just like, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. Uh, You know, here's our, here's our, our announcement. And then we quickly hop on a story or maybe you do a quick text, you know, caption, Uh, Or even if you are not somebody who is on social media, you tell your family and friends after that first trimester, whenever you do, and you kind of just reflect back, right? Like, oh gosh, it was rough. It was brutal. Or, oh, I was fine. But we don't go through it day by day. Whereas I know for me, I share my life on social media. So now I'm sharing a little bit more of the day-to-days of pregnancy because it's just a part of what I share. But for that first trimester, 
not many people share. And so a lot of us who are pregnant and you are going through that first trimester, it can feel so alone because there's not a lot to pull from. There's not a lot of journeys that you're following. There's not a lot of information out there. There's maybe that one post where somebody's recapping that first trimester. And that's obviously what I'm doing now. But I want this to be a joyful message, but also a message for anybody who is in first trimester or eventually will be there. It can feel so lonely and it can feel so hard because whether it's the emotional side of it because it's after a loss, whether it's the morning sickness side of it, whether it's the pure exhaustion, whether it's the inability to work out because of the pure exhaustion or because of the morning sickness or just because you don't feel like yourself, it can be a whirlwind. And this time around, It's so hard. I'm not sure if it felt different than my pregnancy with Caden or if it was just the fact that I'm also chasing around a toddler. So for starters, um, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning and I had the weirdest dream that I took a pregnancy test, but it had three lines, like three lines. Okay. I mean, I was like, what the heck? Like, What is going on? And at this point we had already been trying for a few months and I It was the day after I missed cycle, but the previous month I was three days late for my cycle and was just test like was negative for the whole time. So I woke up at 3.30 in the morning after having this dream and I like started crying because I was just like, I don't want to take another test. Like I don't want to see another negative. I hadn't had any of the, like the, the month before I felt like I really had a lot of symptoms. I was waking up with the crazy dreams. I was waking up with the sore boobs, like these symptoms were, were a good two weeks, like two weeks solid. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like these are definitely my PMS symptoms, but they just seemed longer. Like they started sooner. And I mean, every time I drank, like whether it was with our first pregnancy, again, not bef- like before I found out, but our first pregnancy or with Caden, I would get super sick, like wake, not, not hungover sick, just like while I was drinking, I would kind of feel sick. And that happened this time. We were coming back from a tailgate and I was just like, gosh, I just feel off. And even one of Casey's buddies was like, are you sure you're not pregnant? And in my head, I was like, I think I might be. Anyways, this was the month that I was three days late and was not pregnant. So here I am, 3.30 in the morning, having a dream that the pregnancy test has three lines. I could not go back to sleep. And I, I know that when you're that early, it's best to take the pregnancy test first thing in the morning because that's when the HCG levels can be highest. And unlike our first time trying, so when we had the miscarriage, every time that we had like these last few months, like prior to finding out we were pregnant, I always waited for my missed cycle because it was just such a mind F, excuse my language, um, to take those early pregnancy tests and see negatives. Like with our first little one, I did not get a positive until the day of my missed cycle. So I had had negatives all week. So this time around, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I need to keep my stress levels down. And it like, as we know from the miscarriage and Caden, like there's a timing that is so beyond our timing. So anyways, here I am 3.30 in the morning. I finally go into the bathroom because I was like, I'm not sleeping. I take the pregnancy test and it ended up being positive. I was just like... I was so afraid to take that test. And then as it came out positive, it was just like, you know, when you get those negatives, and again, this is just going to be for people who are trying or who you have tried. It's like when you get that first negative test, it solidifies your like your knowing and your desire that you want to have that baby, if that makes sense. Like, okay, 
I'm more ready than I thought. And that was kind of how our first month of trying this time around, I was like, gosh, are we ready? Like we have this little toddler, like, you know, I know I want another one, but where am I? I've been dealing with postpartum anxiety. I definitely got it later on in my postpartum journey. And so when I got that first negative with our first month of trying, it was such a letdown. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm more ready than I thought. Like I, I, I want this. I'm, I'm ready for this, which I think I needed mentally. Like I, I almost, it got me excited for trying, if that makes sense. Like I was already thankful and, you know, excited to be on that journey with Casey, but it also made things a little more real, if you will. So getting those negatives with the, you know, couple months following, it was definitely hard. Um, but here we are, here we were, uh, got that positive. So my symptoms this time around, like for that pregnancy or for that uh, positive, this pregnancy very much just felt like PMS symptoms, some sore boobs, a little bit of weird dreams, nothing, nothing too crazy. So I was like, okay, if you are somebody who has experienced loss, you read into all of that. You're like, wait, I want the symptoms or I want the sign that I'm pregnant or I want the sore boobs or you welcome the morning sickness to an extent. Um, And I didn't really have any of that. And again, I was like, wait, maybe it's because I'm busy with Caden. Like, do I feel this? I'd like grab my boobs. I'm like, yeah, they're definitely sore. But my boobs didn't get massive like they did the first pregnancies until later on. Um, So here I am six weeks and two days pregnant. Not like this is now two weeks after getting the positive test. And your girl hit a wall. Like when I say hit a wall, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, every symptom you can imagine and like, yes, I am pregnant, it happened. It was morning sickness, but the all day sickness. And with Caden, I kind of had the all day hangover feeling like I didn't know what was going to satisfy my cravings. I didn't know what was going to actually make me feel like I wasn't going to throw up. I never threw up with him, but I had the all day hangover. That's how I explain it. It's like you feel ick all day long and you don't know if you want toast or pasta. Like, let's be honest, when you are hungover, it's like you just want that crap food, right? It's like, what's the comfort food that you want? But then you don't really know if it's what you're craving or what you desire. So that's how I felt with Caden. Whereas this time around, it was like, I would wake up, go into the kitchen, do my morning routine and like, you know, whether it was making my reds and greens or whether it was getting a glass of water, whatever, get Caden out of bed and I would be feeding him his bottle or sitting with him with a sippy cup. And I was like, all right, bub, mom's going to be right back. I would book it to the bathroom and I would be sick. So this was at six weeks and two days, like literally nothing. And then it hit me. And for about 10 days, this is how things unfolded. And I was like, I've got to figure this out because I was miserable, you guys. I actually was on Zofran, which this, again, this is my doctor. I was on Zofran um, to help me with the nausea because I was taking care of Caden. I work full time and it was also when I launched Brooklyn Grace. So if you saw any of my stories over my first trimester, a lot of you like knew that I was kind of MIA. I was doing everything in my power to not fall apart during that first week that we launched because of how sick that I was. Bless my assistant, bless Casey. Like my assistant would show up with granola and Casey came home with granola and cereals. I lived off of, literally, if you guys saw my stories, I out of nowhere started eating bagels and I have always loved bagels, but started eating bagels again. Find a, found a high protein bagel, started eating cereals, then ventured back into the day to like magic spoon, you know, like the higher protein cereals because I could not, like protein was, I could eat eggs, but I did not want to touch any meat. Um, so trying to get in anything with like 
that had it added nutrients. So if you had some protein in you, I was gonna attempt to <laughs> attempt to get it in. So then what I ended up finding out was I needed to get calories in my body instantly in the morning. So if you guys watch my stories, all of a sudden the orange juice mixed with the greens started showing up, mixed with my reds and greens. Well, that was because not only does it freaking taste amazing, which I did not know. A lot of you guys have said, do orange juice, pineapple juice, or somebody else I think said, um, apple juice. And then somebody said pog. But what I've been doing is um, filling up my jug mostly of water and then doing like a cup of orange juice. But for a good 10 days, all I did was a, a tall glass of orange juice mixed with my reds and greens because I had to get calories in me right away. And I knew I needed to get micronutrients into me because like I said, your girl was living off of bagels and cereal. And so I uh, I found out that by getting calories in me right away, it really helped with my nausea. Oftentimes, it's because of our blood sugar. Our blood sugar is not as stable during pregnancy. So getting that orange juice in me right away, it would spike my, spike my glucose, obviously. But then within like a half hour, I would either eat eggs or have peanut butter toast. So something to slow down the digestion a little bit. But I had to get something in my system immediately. And then I had to eat every two hours. Like... Whether I was hungry or not, if I allowed myself to get hungry, I was sick. So it's so strange, right? Because it's like you're sick, but then you're eating more than you would ever normally eat. And this was my my journey, but it was like I always had crackers on me, always had beef jerky sticks. Um, beef jerky sticks actually were fine for me for protein, but I couldn't see any like raw meats, which was the same with me with Caden. So that was from about six weeks and two days to about 11 and a half weeks. So I have some notes. Let me just kind of like read through. Um, yeah, so weeks four through six, I did have horrible cramping. I do remember that. I wrote that down. Uh, but again, I think it was just implantation, uh, possibly some uter- uterine line, like stretching the um, round ligament pains. And then six weeks, I was so sick, had to eat every two hours immediately upon waking. I had horrible lower back pain. Um, and like it, it made my like legs and hips feel awful. Mind you, during this time, I also did not work out. I would, I maybe attempted walks once a week from week six to 11. So it was a good five weeks where I did not work out with Caden. I was on pelvic rest, so I actually couldn't work out. Like the doctors had me on pelvic rest, um, because we were so close to the previous miscarriage and every time I worked out, I bled. So again, that was my journey, but this time around, Thankfully, we had nothing that was like posing a concern. So here I am on my deathbed, waking up, finally starting to feel like I'm getting better. Um, Mind you, I did not, I was not able to get into my doctor until 11 and a half weeks pregnant. So um, six weeks and two days started feeling like getting so, so sick. Well, then your girl ended up getting COVID, which thankfully, knock on wood, I actually didn't really get an impact from COVID. Like I sound like, honestly, I sounded like I sound now. Like I had a head cold, never in a million years would have known that I had COVID except for I tested because I was leaving for Cabo in two weeks. And I was like, oh shoot, like I should probably test just in case. And so I tested and I was positive and then tested Caden. He was positive, but asymptomatic. Um, So thankfully he never had a single symptom, not a fever, not a sniffle, nothing. But this obviously, like Casey slept downstairs for 10 days because he works in the service industry. And so he still goes to work every day. And we just didn't want, you know, didn't want him to get sick if he didn't have to. Um, And so 
in a weird backwards way, I didn't know this, but I guess if you get COVID and like we did the 10 10 day quarantine, which I think actually went down to five days, but I just, I work from home. So I just chose not to go anywhere to expose anybody. But when you travel international, up to 90 days, you can test positive. So you actually just get a letter from your doctor. So like since I was pregnant, it almost was a blessing in disguise because I was obviously under the care of my doctor. And so her and I were talking the whole time because obviously with pregnancy and having COVID, like it can be, it can mean different things. The only thing that it means for me, according to my doctor, is at the 20 week anatomy scan, they just need to make sure everything is measuring up to, um, you know, what they would like to see because they have seen that it can cause uh, smaller babies or a lower birth weight, but they said they noticed more of an impact with Delta variant. Um, I'm just sharing my journey. Uh, So if any of you mamas have gotten COVID during your first trimester, during pregnancy, it, you know, it's just kind of that like, oh gosh, here's an added thing in a way. Um, But obviously like I respect everybody's views on it. This is just my, my personal journey. So again, thankfully I did not feel very sick. Like for me, it was my nausea and my pregnancy more so. I never would have tested myself if COVID wasn't a thing. But with me traveling, I did not want to put anybody at risk. And I also did not want to be making any doctor's appointments. So not only could I not see my doctor until 11 and a half weeks because of her schedule, but I couldn't even go into a tech or to get blood work done, uh, which they wanted me to do because of, you know, the early, the miscarriage. They just naturally I think my concern as well as theirs uh, to bring me at ease they wanted to check my HCG levels but we had to wait until almost nine weeks so at nine weeks I went in and did blood work just to make sure my HCG levels were elevating everything was looked great and so I was like you know what I can wait two and a half more weeks for an ultrasound I will say I think I was putting off that ultrasound because they kept telling me I could go in to see a tech um I think that is where my fear took over. I think that I more or less didn't want to know if um, something was wrong because with our first little one, we saw a heartbeat. We saw a perfectly, you know, moving, dancing baby, but the baby wasn't measuring according to the right size. Um, And since our appointment was at 11 and a half weeks and that's when we lost our first little one, I think I just needed to hold on to like faith and joy and just... I don't know. I, that's me. I, it was like, I couldn't go. I don't know. It was really weird. It was very strange in that regard. Cause the doctor or the nurse kept saying, Oh, we can, you know, schedule you with a tech. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. Like if, if everything is looking normal, according to blood work and everything, um, you know, I think we're okay. And so, um, that's just what I held on to. And then obviously we had a wonderful appointment, 11 half weeks and baby was measuring perfect. So, um, yeah, so six weeks, girl got sick, <laughs> horrible back pain, leg pain, hip pain. And then around 10 weeks is when the nausea started subsiding. Um, that was just when I had to eat every two hours or it was like game over. This was also when I started feeling quote unquote thicker all over. Like my, my I felt, you can just tell like the water retention, the extra blood flow. Um, I just felt thicker in my body and my boobs at, by then like the first couple pregnancies, Caden in the first pregnancy, it was like instantly my boobs. This time around, it was between like eight, nine, and then at 10 weeks, like Casey kept, he's like, Casey's like, champ, put those warlocks away. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they, I, I don't know what to do. They're just so massive. 
And it just felt, I don't know, it just all felt different than with Caden. But I, I don't know. It was, it was definitely a weird surprise all over again where I was like, gosh, did I forget how big these things were before? Um, also, around 10 weeks, my skin started going nuts. Like my skin and the texture of my skin started going crazy breakouts throughout my T-zone, like the tiny little small, almost like rash looking breakouts, if that makes sense. Um, and my makeup didn't set the same and my hair started changing. Like it was like my everything. My hair just started feeling brittle and um, I started noticing a lot more breakage around my face. And so that was also, I started taking collagen again. I was not taking collagen like regularly. With Caden, I took it every single day from 23 weeks on. Uh, but this pregnancy at 10 weeks, I have now been taking it. So for the last five weeks, I've been taking it every single day. So um, I don't know if I notice as much of a difference in my hair. I'm not entirely sure because I haven't been consistent with it in forever. But I do know that collagen, the collagen naturally decreases in our body after the age of 25. And so I'm 32, almost 33. So just helping my body with that collagen boost is obviously beneficial. But also, I think stretch marks are mostly genetic, but collagen can help with the elasticity of our skin. So I did start it later with Caden, but this time I'm starting it. I obviously started at 10 weeks. Um, and I do notice my body changing quicker. So my, you know, my belly is growing faster. That's definitely common in second pregnancies. Um, so I started taking collagen again to try and help with with my skin with that breaking of my hair. Um, and so that was kind of all of around 10 weeks where it was like, okay, now I'm really feeling the body changes. Now I'm seeing these skin texture changes. And that's when you feel pregnant, but like nobody else knows you're pregnant. And it's a very awkward time. It's this, it can be emotional. It can be hard because so much is changing within your body, uh, exterior, interior, you know, on the inside, on the outside. Uh, but it's not always noticeable to others, but it's very noticeable to us. And I think that can be hard on a lot of us. Um, then at 11 weeks, I finally got to see the baby. Baby was measuring perfectly. Heartbeat was at 158. Um, and yeah, baby was 11 weeks and five days. And uh, um, yeah, I feel like that was kind of the turning point for having it feel a little bit more real. And then around week 13, um, I actually like, I'm not sure if I felt the baby or just more flutters. And again, I heard it was common to feel baby sooner in the second pregnancy, but I have not felt anything since then. Uh, and around week 13 is when I started working out again. So I now am feeling so much better. If I have any nausea whatsoever, it's simply just because I have not eaten anytime soon. And that is just usually a blood glucose thing because our blood sugar can drop uh, just quicker with pregnancy. So that is kind of the recap of first trimester. Um, but again, just reflecting back on it, if you guys are in the thick of it and if you feel like, oh my gosh, does it get better? It is so hard when you're in the, in the thick of it. You guys, there was a couple days where I was like, thank goodness. And again, I don't know if this is our last kiddo or not, but I had days where I was like, oh, I, I am not going to do this again. I will not go through this. And now that I'm past it, it's so strange because I for, I forget how awful it felt. And I think that's because we are biologically wired to <laughs> carry children. And so I think, it, you know, it's like when you hear about people talking about labor, you often forget what labor actually felt like if you did a natural birth or whatever it may be, or even the healing process, because I think it's just something our bodies are, our bodies and our mind are meant to do. Um, so it's hard to reflect back. And I think it's even hard to 
uh, express how hard those days can be. Um, but I think it's also something a lot of us can relate to. Like when you are going through, through that first trimester, especially if it's your first time around, it can feel really lonely and it can feel really overwhelming because like I mentioned on that week 10, it's like you're so excited at the beginning. You got that pregnancy test. You are making a life. And then all of a sudden around week 10, it's like you're not quite out of first trimester and you really notice the body changes. Energy is low. It's nobody else knows you're pregnant, but you feel like that your whole body looks different and feels different. And that can be really intimidating to the process moving forward. I also think it's hard when Maybe you have experienced a loss and you have those days and you wake up and you feel totally fine. You're like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? I had that a couple days ago. Um, I had a girlfriend over and we were talking about she's uh, 30 weeks pregnant. And I was like, gosh, you know, I've just been feeling so good the last couple days and my bloat doesn't feel as bad. I almost felt more pregnant at 11 weeks than I do now at 15. And I got in my head and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not everything's okay you know like and I start grabbing my boobs I'm like do my boobs hurt still and you get in your head and so again those are oftentimes moments that you're going through alone in first trimester and maybe not opening up about Uh, but I do think I know for me with Caden I didn't really start to feel like I looked pregnant to other people until like weeks 17 to 20 and so at the beginning it's like you're so excited I was even at the gym today for the very first time in two and a half years and I was like pulling down my shirt like I had on a little zip up jacket and I was like oh like do other people know I'm pregnant because I like I definitely feel pregnant like I'm sitting here trying to get into an awkward position on the leg press and I'm like kind of moving my knee around my lower belly (laughs) and it's like I like want to grab my stomach in a in a way that makes me look pregnant but also it's like a bump that I notice and I have to like physically show somebody if that makes sense um so as a female I just think it's hard it's it's hard for any you know anybody but I think just a lot of us women are hypersensitive of our bodies uh we're hypersensitive our bodies changing whether that is in pregnancy whether that is in a weight loss a weight gain um journey of whatever kind uh, or just going through a hard time in life right if you're grieving or if you're going through an emotional state oftentimes our body reflects our mind and our emotions and so it can be hard to see those changes and feel those changes so anyways I think that is mostly my first trimester update Um, it was brutal it was rough but it was a blessing as most of us know but even if you are somebody that maybe it's your your rainbow after your miscarriage and you're in the thick of it it's like it's really hard to hold on to joy sometimes when you are feeling so sick and it's hard to view every moment as a blessing Um, but just know that you aren't alone in that it just feels really lonely because not many people talk about it during the moments that they're going through it even me I'm reflecting back so um, as always I'm an open book if you guys have any questions whatsoever let me know I'm going to try and get some updated blogs because obviously I talked about supplements in here. Everybody's going to be different. Always run it by your doctor. I am taking pretty much everything I was taking before I got pregnant, but there's a certain there's certain reasons why I'm taking other things. Um, My digestion, you guys, was awful. TMI, but like going number two during first trimester can be so 
difficult. I think that's why a lot of us feel bloated. But as your progesterone rises, it is very common to have slow digestion. That is an impact of increased progesterone, which we want during first trimester. Um, so for me, my OptiGreens were a must uh, because of the digestive enzymes and the probiotics. And then oxidative stress is higher during pregnancy. And so the antioxidant blend in the OptiReds can be extremely beneficial for being pregnant. And as a lot of us know throughout pregnancy, especially first trimester, it is not always um, fun or easy to get in micronutrients or nutrient dense foods in general. So those were kind of my like backups, if you will. Obviously, whole foods is definitely the way to go. However, you know what? That's not always, it's not always, that's not always an option. So mixing it up with some juice was where it was going for me. Um, and then taking my prenatals, and then I do take my full mega, which is an omega-3 supplement. Uh, now that I'm in second trimester, I've actually started taking taking a double dose of full mega uh, because the brain development in the baby starts to go on to overdrive during second and third trimester as well as breastfeeding. So making sure I am getting in high quality omega-3s is really important. So I have increased my dosage. I don't eat a lot of wild-caught fish. So uh, like, wild, what is it? Wild-caught cold water fish, cold water, wild caught fish, um, fatty fish. I don't eat a lot of it. I do in the summertime. Our neighbor is actually a fisherman. So we get great fish from him, but otherwise it's maybe once every other week that I'm getting that type of food. So, um, I supplement with it or I supplement for it. So anyways, and obviously I brought up collagen. So I know a lot of it can be overwhelming. So I think I'll do a blog post just to help on that. Um, but yeah, that's my update, and we are pregnant again. We are due September 17th. We are not finding out the gender. I know it is so frustrating um, for a lot of people, <laughs> but that is just what we like to do. I will say I told Casey that I need to have a name picked out this time going into labor because I I was so convinced we were having a girl, um, and so I think it took me longer to connect with Caden. Like, you are overwhelmed, right? Like, you are, you're overjoyed seeing that baby. You have a love that you cannot even explain, but I think having a love for them and connecting with them is two different things personally, and I really, really struggled postpartum um, with just feeling like I didn't know what I was doing, feeling connected. He obviously got taken to the NICU right away, so I didn't have the golden hour with him. We didn't name him. He came home. Um, he came home. Obviously, we named him after, before we left the hospital, but even when we got home, we got all of his insurance cards, and they just said, Boy Dell. So that, for me, I think I need to have names picked out so that, I don't know, just I think that'll be helpful for me. Um, and then I feel like there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yes. I didn't know this. I found this out. Apparently, September 16th is like the most common birthday ever. I, somebody was telling me this because that means that you conceived around Christmas. I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I, I'm going to have to tell my kids. Like, I swear we were trying for you. Like this wasn't just a one time thing. And then somebody else was like, oh my gosh, your kiddos are going to almost have the same birthday. And I was like, oh, and then they're going to think that we only have sex one time a year. Like this is where my head goes. And again, if that's people's stories, that's totally fine. But it was just like all these things that were pointed out to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, that's what other people think about. Cause that's what other people are telling me. So Anyways, whatever the story wants to be, whatever unfolds, that is what is going to happen. But we are going to welcome this little one 
with open arms. We are trying for them and we are excited for them and um, just so thankful and blessed. So anyways, that's all I have for you. I'm sure I'll have updates moving forward as always, but um, I'll do a Q&A here sometime soon. It can be about anything. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys being here and I appreciate your excitement and your joy for us. It's just so incredible to have a community that literally lights up almost as much as we do. And I love sharing my family. I know it um, has deterred some people. I get it. You know, I started off on a 100% fitness journey and now I'm sharing more lifestyle and family and fitness is sprinkled in. Health is in there some places. Um But that's where I'm at, and that's my life, and I love sharing with you guys. So I appreciate all of you who get just as excited for us and can relate on our journey and allow us to be part of your journey. So as always, make it a great day, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.